Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So let's talk about that interesting story we were just hearing from our joint client this morning. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think the the uh, is a really great uh, tagline that I think is memorable, uh, which is, we have all the answers, but nobody will listen to us. Wow. I've never been in that situation before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it's something that's pretty common. And so I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, but before we get into that, I think you had some information you wanted to share with oh, our right. listeners. Absolutely. Yes. We should remind everybody that we're doing a training course through a wonderful company called Zebia, And that training course is on your first 30 days as a manager. And I imagine that we'll be talking about exactly this kind of problem. Uh, what, what do you do when you have all the answers and nobody's listening and lots of other things besides. So if you're a new manager or an old manager and, and want to tip up, pick up tips, have a look at conversationaltransformation.com, which is also where you can find um, more blog posts. You can sign up for our newsletter, all that kind of stuff. We've been doing a lot more in the last few weeks than than previously there. And uh, you can sign up for that training course, which is on the 19th of May. It's a virtual course, so anybody can join from anywhere. Great. All right. Well, let's now, after we're done with uh, all the, the front matter, let's yeah. talk about this uh, crazy situation. So why was nobody listening to us, uh, to the to our client? Well, we don't uh, really have all the details there, and and but I, but but the thing is that this is something that's so common, um, and I've heard this from many different uh, uh, clients. I've seen it with many different teams, and it comes up in many different ways. I think we often prompt people for you know share something that was frustrating, and this is a very common frustration: the the belief that there are uh, um, people who are calling the shots. Uh, uh, those people have the power. Um, but they lack the information that we have, and they they should know enough to be listening to us and asking us what to do. And uh, I think this shows up very often, say, say in development teams, who will say things like, um, you know, it's clear that they don't care about quality. You know, they should be listening to us about how the, you know paying off technical debt. But of course, they never will do that. <laughs> Those people over there will never do that. And and surprising for me is I, I had someone I coached last year who described exactly this kind of problem. And this is someone who um, was a, a data scientist, was leading a data science effort. And his frustration is they say, you know, we're, we're at this company that says we make decisions based on data, but if that's the case, how come no one's listening to me? And <laughs> so we I'm, talked- I'm the one with the data. Hey, wait a minute. Exactly, exactly. This is, uh, this is supposed to be my area of expertise. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, we, we started then talking about uh, conversational skills, and this is we come back to, like, if no one is listening to me, maybe it's a sign uh, that, that there's something about uh, on my side. And of course, we will often talk, the place that I will tend to start is with me, because that's what I have control over. So my, uh, my coach advice for him was similar. Well, what do you have control over in how you talk? And in particular, we, we, we shared the idea that you're, it's going to be important to talk to the person in the language that they care about, that you, if you are talking in the language of your world and your jargon, that might be very useful to you in reasoning through your problems. It might be very convenient to you because it's what you speak well, but it's not going to work for connecting with the person you're trying to, to talk to. Um, they won't understand the importance and implications of what you're saying. And if, if they don't understand the value of what you're saying, why, why would they listen to? And he had this great like aha moment. And he and he he was basically sitting on his chair and he's like, ah, this is the last mile problem of data science, and, and uh, this is something that people talk about all the time. And so actually, we're going to put a link in the show notes about this to a Forbes article about this about solving the last mile problem for data science. And he said, this is a, this is a flavor of exactly that. This is what you're what you're talking about here, 
is the same uh, idea. I need to be talking to people in terms of their language. This needs to be in terms of business context, not just uh, the, the statistical uh, uh, language that I'm used to using. And, and I think that phrase, the last mile problem, is a very interesting one. People will probably have heard it where I have, which is the last mile problem for physical delivery, right? So Amazon has a last minute, uh, a last mile problem or, or Walmart or something like that. You have to actually get the product that you've sold to a customer all the way to the actual customer. Um, there's also the last mile in um, uh, networks, right? So you're, you're, you can get a fast network all the way to somebody's street, but then you actually have to get it into their house if you want to get them fast broadband or something like that. So that's the place where I've seen last mile more often. It's sort of what's the, the I've kind of done all the hard work, it seems, but then I have this even harder kind of practical, annoying problem. Is, is that the <laughs> thing that's being described here? Exactly. That's right. And it, in, in back in the time when we were uh, actually all in physical office together, we, we might describe this as the last 10 feet problem, which is, you know, the information is in my head, <laughs> the, the, the data and the, the relevant information is in my head, but it, it, the, the problem is getting that last 10 feet to that other person's head, <laughs> just 10 feet away from me. And it might not be in your head. It might be in your looker or tableau or your um, Excel spreadsheet or printed out on a piece of paper on your desk. That still doesn't help you if you're the data scientist. The, the last mile problem is getting it from whatever your interpretation mode is for your graph or your chart or your, um, uh, your report and actually getting it in uh, to be used by the business. I'm going to say here that actually it, uh, it's, I'm going to say it's not in, I'm going to disagree with you or it's not in the Excel spreadsheet. That that's, that's like data and analysis, but the insight, the aha moment, the, the insight of what we should be doing, that's an idea. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and that is going to be about something about getting it into someone's mind. And, and usually it's the, this transition problem, trans, transmission problem from one mind to another. But of course, we have a name for such an activity among humans. We call it a conversation. Oh, right. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> yeah, we used to have them in person. Now we do them over Zoom. People look a little different. They're in little boxes, uh, maybe with funny backgrounds. <clears throat> but those conversations, we have them because they're, they're how we transmit ideas to each other. And, and this is where things break down. And this is the, what I find the source of frustration is people will, will get so close. They're in a meeting with the right people. They're in a conversation with the right people. But then no one listens to them. You know, the, the, the outcome isn't there because they, they haven't made that connection. Now, this, this problem reminded me also quite a bit of um, an event I was at last week. Um, this is uh, IT Revolution every year uh, hosts the DevOps Enterprise Forum, uh, which, which I attended this year. And it was uh, fantastic, a great collection of people, really exciting uh, stuff. And, and I was with a group and we were working on the, the problem of uh, how do you, uh, if you're in a technology organization, how do you sell uh, a change in how the company relates to technology to the business side. And what we, uh, one of the things that we were talking about here is that this is effectively is like a, is a selling problem. And it, but it was very much the same thing. The idea that over here in technology, we have a solution. We have a different way about how businesses should be getting value from their technology. This, this, um, whether you call it a digital transformation or DevOps transformation, or, you know, um, you know, get, <laughs> catching up to this century that people talk about it in different ways. Um, but changing that relationship is something that people are looking to sell. And so we, we couched it in those terms, you know, how can we, uh, talk about it, uh, to, to 
um, these various people about how they could be selling this idea to their business counterparts. And one thing we started with is the, the counterintuitive that selling starts with listening. That the first thing we need to do is understand what the person we're trying to sell to, what, what is it they care about? And, and this is, it becomes the first problem that usually, and what I've encountered for many, many years now, is that very excited technologists and actually very excited people of many uh, stripes uh, are so excited about what their, uh, their insight and their ideas that they're all thinking about how, what they need to say about how to couch it, about how to, how to communicate it, but they, they miss the part of listening to learn what the other person cares about so they can make a connection between my insight and what you care about. And that's a crucial part of selling. It's certainly what I do in all my client engagements as I sell my consulting services. But there's also a, a bit that can happen later. And this, this doesn't happen in the selling situation typically, but it happens when you have a long-term relationship with the person. And it's kind of a hopelessness that sets in. And that's what I think I was hearing from our client who, who talked about, uh, we have all the answers, but no one listens to us. That's yes. a statement about dynamics. That's about um, how things are around here. This is, this is how people interact and they don't listen to us. So after you've been excited and you've told people a few times and they aren't excited back with you, it's a very comfortable position to get into to say, well, they just won't listen to me. Uh, and and that can be very um, can be kind of a local maximum. You know, you're kind of comfortable <laughs> there, and moving away from it would be uncomfortable. So uh, yes. if if you're willing to settle for uh, just being defeated, it can feel kind of good to be defeated. Well, you know, I've got all the answers. If only people would listen to me, but they won't. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. And if you if you want to stay there, you're listening to the wrong podcast, right? Because we're we're yes. not going to let you stay there. <laughs> um, but if, if there's plenty of opportunity to discuss, probably a, a lot uh, here in England now that they're open again down the pub with other folks commiserating about your your um, unhappiness uh, and just saying, well, look, uh, we're we're going to be stuck here, and, and no one's going to listen to me. If you would like to do some hard work, then your homework is to go and have a difficult conversation with someone else about why they're not listening to you and how you could describe your situation in terms that are meaningful for them. Yes. And, and, and that starts with, you know, um, in this listening side is, <clears throat> what is it that you value? What's important to you? And, and to, I want to go back to the point you made about, you know, who this podcast is aimed at. Uh, I'll put another link in the show notes with something that um, someone at work shared with me this week uh, was a, a, a Twitter thread on uh, high agency people. And this person was making the point that every great product manager they knew was a high agency person, which is someone who will, uh, uh, you know, look at saying, well, what can I do? How can I work around the problem? What, you know, what's, what are the options available to me? Someone who doesn't stay blocked. And, and that's what we're here advising people for is if you are uh, feeling frustrated and you have this idea that people aren't listening to you, the high agency response is to say, well, what can I do? How can I develop my conversational skills? have this important conversation and, and have this, uh, um, improved, uh, interaction. The, uh, uh, well, the one other element that comes along here is when you're having this conversation, what's so important about this listening process of the person you're trying to relate to is to understand not just what, what they care about, but also the language that they use. Because the other bit of insight we had from the DevOps enterprise forum is, um, that the person who is doing the selling has an obligation to learn and use the language of the buyer. 
Uh, if you if you want someone to understand you, <clears throat> it really helps if you're speaking the same language. And they're not going to have the same uh, obligation as the buyer to learn your language. And this is this so this is again very common uh, advice that I would give to people in uh, various uh, technical domains uh, to the people that you're communicating with to make sure you can talk about it in their their language. And this is true generally for for you know whatever doesn't matter what sort of jargon you have in your uh, particular specialty. Uh, whoever you're talking to, if they're from a different background, a different domain, they ha will have their own language, their own jargon, and that's tied directly to their thought process. And if you want to be able to understand them, you need to understand their language. And if you want to communicate effectively, it means learning their language. Makes sense. I taught a workshop, uh, promoted it a bit on here on the podcast on uh, decoding tech talk. So this was aimed at non-technical people who are trying to understand exactly this problem. So they're on the other side of this. They're, they're trying to listen to you, but they, they can't understand. And my main message to them was not that they really needed to shift their thinking and, and really um, become experts on Kubernetes or on uh, uh, data science, data engineering pipelines and so on, but that they needed to help the folks on the technical side to uh, use business language. And I was helping them with uh, the methods that they could use on, on that side of it. Today, we're talking to folks who are saying, we have all the answers. <laughs> you aren't listening to us. And for <laughs> you, the, the action, the homework, the difficult homework is to get off that local maximum uh, and, and find out what, what it is that others might need to hear, what, what language would be helpful to them. And, and that is always uh, a challenging thing to do. It would require um, some, some courage from you. You might hear some things that are difficult to hear, but the rewards are significant. Yeah, one thing you might learn, by the way, and this is, can be the most discouraging, you, you, but sometimes the most valuable, you might learn that the answer you have actually isn't valuable to them. Mm -hmm. you, you actually aren't solving a problem that is their priority. And I, this can be very valuable to learn, though, because it could be you, you'll find out that actually there's a uh, somewhere else you to be spending your your time and creative energy, and um, and that's actually a great win to have, and and so the outcome here and it might feel sad and depressing in the moment, but it's the it's the foundation for future success is getting that alignment on oh well this is actually the outcomes that are valuable here, now I can bring uh, my talents to bear in helping to solve those problems. And if you find out that you already were aligned, that's that's even better. Um, uh, but uh, getting yourself uh, properly aligned is, is, is such a key element, and it comes from these kind of conversations. There you go. Well, I can finally uh, share a client story because I love to share my squirrel stories. Uh, I had uh, one situation once where we were really trying to improve the performance of a web application. We just thought, gosh, it's really frustrating. These people in this company have to click a button and then go get a cup of coffee and then come back. And then maybe their um, process will ground to a, a finish and they'll actually be able to read the report. We said, look, we can get this from 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 120 seconds. We can get it to one second. That's the work we're going to do next. And the people we were discussing this topic with the folks who were really giving us the the direction for what we needed to do, they came back to us and said, uh, well, actually, you know, that doesn't help us. We, we, we're, we're not trying to save money with those people. We're okay if they work slowly. What we'd really like is better reports so that we can raise more money from the people who are paying us. So we'd like slicker and more beautiful reports. We don't care how slow they are. We can pay those folks to drink coffee all day. 
And uh, we, we felt bad for those people, but it was really valuable that we didn't then spend months and months trying to tune a bit of the application that actually wasn't valuable to the folks who were paying our salaries. So that's a perfect example of um, being able to put the problem in someone else's language and then discovering that the problem isn't a problem. <laughs> that's right. That's good. That's a, a, a fantastic story of, 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 of learning and discovery, uh, which is what conversation should be. Indeed. So uh, listeners, that's your homework. We, we want to hear back from you on how you're doing on your homework, and you can find us at conversationaltransformation.com. If you sign up there, by the way, you'll get our newsletter as well as a free video. And in our newsletter is stuff like the uh, uh, training course that we're doing in the middle of May and lots of other exciting material. Uh, we're doing more blog posts and other good stuff. So conversationaltransformation.com, that's where you can keep in touch with us. We'd love it if you signed up to the mailing list there. It's becoming more active and there's more exciting stuff happening there than ever before. All right, and we'll see you again next Wednesday. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Carl. Well.